I believe a cabal of secret societies has controlled the world for over 200 years. And we get to be alive at the time to see it fall. I believe that Satan incited the Jews to scream, crucify him, crucify him. And it totally backfired when Jesus said, forgive them, as they do not know what they do. I believe that the deep state or shadow government is trying to destroy America. And that soon those involved are going to be completely exposed as America unites to destroy the deep state. I believe that we have an omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. I believe that the worldwide news media simply repeats 4 a.m. talking points produced by this criminal cabal and that it will soon be exposed for the entire world to see. I believe that all the world religions tell you that to get to heaven, you have to earn your way to heaven with your works. But only Christianity teaches that it's by faith alone. And for me to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% me. And for you to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% you. I believe that George Soros is funding violent socialist groups to destroy America. And it will totally backfire as America wakes up, unites, and takes their country back. I believe that Satan wants you to live in fear. So he can feed off your fear. But that God has raised up an army of God. His remnant, his red-pilled Christian patriots that will help defeat Satan in the New World Order because of our faith. I believe that the Patriots have legally established over 150,000 sealed indictments that will soon be unsealed. And we finally will see justice established with military tribunals. I believe that Jesus' death on the cross was a complete victory over Satan. And that his victory allows all of your past present and future sins to be forgiven so that you can live the abundant life. And I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots and have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. And I believe that Obama and Hillary were exercising a 16-year plan to destroy America. And the Lord God Almighty saved us by allowing Hillary to be defeated by an anointed Donald J. Trump. And I believe that when I'm preparing to teach something, I end up forcing myself to learn it more deeply and I get blessed from what I learn. Therefore, I'm blessed to teach. And I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. And that's why I invite you to join us at blessedtoteach.com. That's blessed with the number two, teach.com. God bless you, and I hope you'll join me and all the Blessed to Teach patriots. And let's see what God is doing today.
All right, here we are on Sunday morning. Welcome so much. We're going to be doing Sunday Word Worship here on what I call Resurrection Sunday. It's beautiful. I did a, te a teaching on Passover, and we're in the middle of Passover as well, so that's important to know. Eating matzo bread and not having any yeast in our house and all that as well is going on. What a beautiful week um, that we'll be celebrating, by the way. Tomorrow night with Amanda Grace, the Seder dinner for that. It usually is done on Thursday, but based on scheduling and everything, we are doing it on Monday night. That's tomorrow night, those of you listening to this on Sunday. So join us. We'd love to have you um, there. And so there is a, a link down below I'll put in, in the video that will show um, where you can get that. Well, I did it at Easter, at Easter, I'm sorry, Passover video that had all the links that shows you where you can buy and do and it's amanda blogspot dot amanda blogspot amanda for him dot blogspot dot com <laughs> amanda the number four blogspot dot him dot com has the ingredients you can buy okay and everything that you buy this is six simple things that you can go get um for seder dinner and you can join us backstage where we'll be showing amanda and chris probably gus as well and all our backstage people eating dinner together as we celebrate the Passover Seder dinner, because he's our Passover lamb. Jesus is our Passover lamb. That is the beautiful thing. So I'm gonna get some background music going here, and we're just gonna be, because uh, this is about word and worship. It's about worshiping. I just really believe that, really understand the word sometimes. We need to be worshiping in our heart, right? Happy Easter, says uh, Carrie. Happy Easter as well. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Um, we're gonna be talking about that. That's what I actually, actually titled this uh, episode, is He is risen. He is risen indeed. We're going to talk about where that came from in the Bible and study that. I think you'll enjoy uh, this service, which will, will basically just be digging into the Word of God. But first, we're going to get our hearts right by just worshiping Him. That's what this is all about. That's what Word and worship is all about, right? So, um, as, as a, but again, I did want to invite each one of you now to get to the link to the Zoom. All you have to do is create for Monday night, right? Or even right now, you can come backstage with us right now. Right, the way to do that is to go to um, blessedteach.com slash backstage. It's completely free now, right? For years, this was 1776, right? That's what we were doing as a Patriots movement. Uh, but now we decided to turn this into a ministry over the last year and a half. And we now have provided that as a pay-forward model, just like the Chosen. So we'd love to have you back there for Seder dinner. We'd love to have you backstage right now if you're live. Again, just uh, take just a few minutes to create a, qu a quick free account, and then you'll get the Zoom link emailed to you. Again, that's that's at blessedteach.com. Blessed with the number two teach.com. Go to the backstage tab. Blessedteach.com. Blessed with the number two teach.com, and go to the backstage tab. With that, let's start just worshiping Him, right? And uh, what a better song to to do that to than just here we are to worship. <laughs> here I am to worship, right? And uh, anybody that backstage that eventually wants to read, let us know. We'll read some of these. But the first minute and a half, we'd like to take on just really understand what the scripture, what that song's talking about, scripture-wise, right? So here's the light of the world. You step down into darkness, this song talks about. And it points to John 8, 12. And again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. That's what we're celebrating here on Resurrection Sunday. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God is another line in the song. Thomas answered him and said, my Lord and my God. After seeing, remember, he was resurrected and saw his hands, saw his, 
saw, saw the, the wounds and said, my Lord and my God. He accepted worship, showing that he is God in flesh. Number three, you are altogether lovely, altogether worthy. Revelation 4.11 says, worthy are you, our Lord God, to receive power and honor and, and glory for you created all things and by you, your will, they existed and were created. And then the fourth line in the song we're emphasizing is, I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin up on that cross. That's Mark 10:45. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom of many. That's what we celebrated on, on uh, what, what many people call Good Friday. I told, I told you the timeline. If you go back to some of my teachings, it's really probably a Wednesday night. But the point is, is that we are here to worship the resurrected Christ. Let's do that. Step down into darkness Open my eyes and let me see Beauty that made this heart adore you Hope of a life spinner with you And here I am to worship
again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. And then Thomas answered him and said, My Lord and my God. Worthy is in our Lord and our God. There's in glory and honor and power for you created all things. We're also going to go to another awesome song about Resurrection Sunday that is mighty to save. And so, my God is mighty to save. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save, out of Zephiah 3.17. And this is what we're celebrating today. It's just, the song talks about, he rose and conquered the grave. This is, this is a, an amazing statement here in 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 6. We'll study this a little bit later. It says, Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day. What I love about that, that scripture doesn't stop. If you continue to study it, it says that he proves that, right? It says, and that he appeared to Cephas, which was actually Peter, right? Or Simon. Then to the 12, the 12 apostles, then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom were still alive. So when, so when this was being written by Paul in epistles, right, you have 500 people were over, were most of still alive, saw the resurrected Christ. And so what are we supposed to do about this? We're supposed to shine your light and let the whole world see. You know, they don't put a light in, underneath the bed, right? So Matthew 5 talks about you are the light of the world, a city set on a hill, and it cannot be hidden. Let your light shine before the others. And so that's what this is about, is that not just about singing and understanding. It's all about shining our light. Why? Because he's mighty to save. Everyone needs compassion, a love that's never failing. Let mercy fall on me But everyone needs forgiveness The kindness of the Savior The hope of nations He said, Savior, He can move the mountains For my God One who will save. Let fire 317. So take me as you find me. All my fears and failures. 
love that video. The stone rolled away. those songs we're gonna now get into some scripture all right um, tell you what this is exciting I also just want to remind you one more time to get your backstage pass so you can have Seder dinner with us on Monday because we're gonna do it from a Christian perspective I think you'll really enjoy that really understanding what Passover is about what really communion is about and we do communion every other Monday which will be doing the following Monday um, praise and prayer that we have every Wednesday I mean Monday and Thursday and then Friday and Sunday, we do Word and Worship. Okay, so uh, four nights a week, you can basically worship the Lord four days a week, four, three nights and one morning. And uh, that we'll be doing so Sunday morning as well as Friday. We'll do Word and Worship again, and Monday and Thursday, every, mo- every other Monday, we do Communion. And this Monday, again, with Amanda Grace and Chris, we'll be, and Gus, we'll be, dr- we'll be celebrating Seder dinner. So again, get your backstage pass and get the Zoom link from your email, which will be at blessedteach.com, blessed with the number two teach.com. With that, let's get into this uh, teaching that is very important. Uh, this gets into, um, I thought this was kind of cool, just talking about where does it say, he is risen. 
He's risen indeed come from. We're going to study that, right? Uh, that's part of what I wanted to really talk about this whole article. I'm going to start with just the resurrection story right out of Matthew 28, though. The first 10 verses, right? Let's, let's just understand. Um, uh, you'll see that term come up here as well. Okay, Felicia, I'm just going to make sure that's muted there. Here we go. Now, after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. I don't know if you noticed in that song, if you look at the beautiful video, those of you who aren't on the podcast, it just showed this dark darkness and then all of a sudden the stone starts rolling away. And it shows uh, the empty grave and then um, also shows, uh, besides the empty grave, a beautiful um, cross right there, right? So that's what we're celebrating right now is, is that here. I'm going to go to a different view. So but it needs, there we go. But that, so, so that's what we do with these songs. We have the lyrics there as well as the scripture down below as well as this beautiful video. And so... Uh, I enjoy it so much when we're going to have over 30 songs soon on those. And that's what we will use these four days a week we were talking about. And one of those, is sh it shows, you know, the, 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 the being rolled back. And so I'm going to read verse 2 again because this is so important and so cool how we saw that pictorially just in that song as we were worshiping. And behold, there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. Now, if you look at the timing of this, I believe that this um, could have been on Wednesday night, right? So go back and, and if you want to see the teaching of Passover and the teaching of all the last week of Jesus when this actually happened and each day of the week to fulfill all scriptures that he was inspected for four days, um, fulfill all the prophecies that were in the scripture about him being not only in the grave three days but also three nights. Those are important things I just think that we should know as Christians and how important Passover is. That's why I mentioned that we're in the midst, middle of Passover week right now, and that's why we're doing Seder dinner on Monday. But we still honor communion. We still honor Resurrection Sunday, right? We're not big into Easter bunnies and eggs, but we are really big into the resurrected Christ. Verse 3 says, His appearance was like lightning and clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But an angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know you seek Jesus who was crucified. And verse 6 says, He is not here, for he is risen. And he, as he said, Come see the place where he lay. Then he go quickly and tell his disciples that he was risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb and with fear of the great joy and ran to tell the disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said greetings. I got to correct something. <laughs> Obviously, I met. The, not the resurrection was on the Wednesday. The Wednesday was uh, what was when he was crucified. And then this was Sunday morning when they actually saw him. So I do, do believe that's a Sunday morning. Probably happened the resurrection. It probably was Saturday night because he's, he's our sacrificial lamb. Um, but uh, the hope, so go, go back and see that teaching. So anyways, this is Sunday morning. Obviously when, uh, when, when uh, the, the stone was rolled away, how beautiful uh, of, of, of this is. And says, and uh, but the, verse 6 is what I want to emphasize because this is the teaching of, about he is risen. And then somebody else will say, he is risen indeed. Where did that come from? Part of it's right here. He's not here for he has risen. As he said, come see the place where he lay. Clearly, 
people to say that Christ wasn't risen from the dead, number one, you can't be saved if you do believe that. Number two, there's just way too much evidence of all these people we were talking about, the 500 people that saw the resurrected Christ, right? And behold, Jesus met them and saying, greetings. And they came up to up to look hold of his feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers and go to Galilee and there they will see me. And so this is uh, right out of Matthew uh, 28, 10. So let's look a little bit more about where this term came from, right? This says a traditional Easter greeting of the Western churches is an explanation. He is risen and the traditional response is he is risen indeed. The words are sometimes accomplished by the exchange of three kisses and alternate cheeks depending on the church. In the Orthodox Catholic churches, the greetings is called the Paschal greeting and is a very old custom. The greeting is ultimately based on Luke 24, 34. And, and I'm, we're going to get into this a whole, that whole chapter because it's beautiful. Translations throughout church history from Latin Vulgate to the ESV have translated the verse nearly identical. The Lord is risen indeed. He has appeared to Simon. So we'll look at that verse in a second in, the, in the, uh, exactly that. Exactly how the saying became a standard greeting in the church is not known, although there are various theories regarding how it came to common usage. We do know that at first the greeting was more common in Eastern and uh, Byzantine uh, litigator, what is that, liturgies that than in the Western Church. There is a translation in the Eastern Orthodox Church and the saying is made popular by Mary Magdalene when it is supposedly addressed Emperor Tiberius in Rome with the words, Christ is risen. Um, used, used this address to be more than just an empty tradition. This is the main reason I wanted to read this part. The words, he is risen, Remind us of the joyous news we celebrate at what I call Resurrection Sunday. That Jesus' death was not in vain and that he has the power to overcome death. Saying he is risen allows us to share this incredible truth with each other. The resurrection of Christ gives us hope for salvation and our own resurrection and eternal life. So let's get into this last piece of scripture I wanted to get in. Then we'll I'll also take a break and teach a little bit more on another scripture that points to this as well. But this is the main thing he was just talking about, Luke 24. It's 1 through 34. It says, But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. That's what we just saw in that song, right? But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. The empty tomb. That's what we're celebrating today, right? While they were perplexed about this... Behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Now, beautiful. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and to be crucified on that third day. Rise. And they remembered his words. Remember, this is his words, the word of God. They remember his words and returning from the tomb, they told all things to the 11 and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Jonah and Mary, the mother of James and other women with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves, and he went home marveling at what happened. Marveling at the empty tomb. The very day, two of them were going into the village named 
Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. So he's just walking and listening to them. And then he said to them, what is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, naming Cleopas, answered him, are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And he said to them, what things? And they said to him, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to, the, to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, besides all this, it is now the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and when they did not find his body, they came back saying that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, Oh, foolish ones. You can see this is in red letters. This is Jesus. Oh, foolish ones. And slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Just think about that. We talked about all the scriptures that actually show that Jesus was the Messiah. There's hundreds of them, guys. Um, it's amazing. Some of them I teach in my classes, right, that, that to memorize a few of those so that you'll be able to explain that real easily about just one of the, one of the ways that we know Scripture is, is so reliable, right? So they drew near to the village and to which they were going. He acted as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is toward the evening, and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. And they said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem. And they found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. That's right. So that is, uh, so we see that, we saw that in Matthew, right? Where, where we see, He is not here, for he's risen, as he said. Come see the place where he lay. And now we see here, saying the Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And I'm going to show you one more. This is the resurrection of Christ, right? Out of 1 Corinthians. And this is when Paul's writing about it. He says, now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved. If you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believe in vain. For I delivered to you 
as of first importance, what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James and to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. Talking about the road to Damascus, where he appeared to Paul. For I am the least of the apostles unworthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any other of them, though I was not I, but the grace of God that is within me. As we talked about shining, let's let, the, let's, let our, let's let our light shine. Whether when that was I or they, so we preached and so you believed. So you want to know where he is risen, came from? He was risen indeed. It came right from all these scriptures. Right here in 1 Corinthians 15, we know that he, 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 he that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures. That he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. We know all the way back from here in Matthew, he is not here for he's risen. And he said, come see the place where he lay. And we also know right from Luke, right here. Anybody said and they found the eleven, and those were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and it's appeared to Simon. So let's just worship this God right now, and we're going to sing a beautiful song. It's called At the Cross, because that's where this all happened, at the cross. But then we know it didn't kill him, because why? He resurrected on the third day. Here we are in Ephesians 1, 7, says, At the cross I surrender my life. Where your love ran red and my sin washed white, I owe all to you, Jesus. Remember, he washes our sin as white as snow. And Ephesians 1.7 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. This is why we're celebrating today. Another part the song talks about is a place where mercy reigns, never dies. Streams of grace flow deep and wide. All the love I've ever found right out of hebrews 4 16 you'll see let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need hebrews 4 16 says where sin and shame are powerless where my heart has peace with god and forgiveness that's another part of the song again sin and shame become completely powerless as it's wiped away right to Colossians 2.15 talks about this. It says, He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them into open shame by triumph triumphing over them. We have the triumphant Christ, the living Christ, the risen Christ to worship right now. Let's do that as we just think about what he did for us on the cross and the fact that that cross was redemption for our sins. But also... He resurrected. He's alive today. There's a place where mercy reigns and never dies. There's a place where streams of grace flow deep and wide. Where all the Like a flood comes flowing 
Backstage wants to read one of some of these. Uh, let me know via text. I haven't looked back there. I need to do that. But this is rattle. Now we're going to get a little bit more exciting when we we talk about the bones rattling in Ezekiel 37 and coming alive, right? And this also talks about resurrection power. That's why I chose one this song for today. It says this sound of dry bones rattling, and I prophesied that there was a sound and. Behold, a rattling, the bones came together, bone to its bone, right out of Ezekiel 37. It says, praise, make a dead man walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live again. So that resurrection power, he wants to be within us, right? John 11:44 says, the man who had died came out. That was Lazarus. Jesus said to them, Un- 
bind him and let him go. And I believe he's saying that to you right now. Unbind you. Let you go. Go do what he's called you to do. Third, the song talks about resurrection power. There's another miracle in this room. And uh, Luke 30, 24, 36 says, As they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood up and said to them, Peace to you, showing he was resurrected. That resurrection power is going to create miracles and can create miracles through you. God will create miracles through you. He will. Pentecostal fire, this talks about. Stirring something new. You're going to find out miracles anytime soon. And right at Acts, when the day of Pentecost arrived, suddenly there came heaven like a mighty rushing wind and divided tongues of the fire rested on each one of them. And the Holy Spirit can rest on you. The Holy Spirit fire can rest on you. And you're going to see miracles in this day as this cabal falls. Let's celebrate to a song called Rattle. Love you guys. bones and say to them, oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Let's hear the word of the Lord as we praise him. An angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it.
you have been healed. 1 Peter 2.24. said to me prophesy over these bones and say to them oh dry bones hear the word of the lord wow we got we're talking about resurrection power here die's going to read this next one as we get into the heart of worship and uh, well, i i think i'm going to be led to go ahead and do communion so get your uh, you can pause this if you're watching the video i'm going to back this up in a second die um we're going to get into the heart of worship but uh, if you have a time to go um if you're watching this live go grab your mail of it during one of the songs We'll do a couple more songs, and then we'll go ahead and do communion. Um, so here we are. Uh, Dai, go ahead. It's the heart of worship. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Mark 8, verse 34b. Worship the Father in spirit and truth. John 4, verse 23b. You search much deeper. You're looking into my heart, how things appear. Only fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. 1 Samuel 
12, verse 24a. Let your heart, therefore, be wholly true to the Lord our God. 1 Kings 8, verse 61a. King of endless worth, how much you deserve, all I have is yours. Lord reigns forever, your God for all generations. Psalm 146, verse 10. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins and also for the sins of the whole world. 1 John, Thank you, Di. The atoning sacrifice for our sins and also for the sins of the whole world. Wow. Let's get the heart of worship in right now with the communion after a few more songs. Just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart. I'll bring you more than a song, for a song in itself is not what you have required. You search much deeper within. Through the way things appear You're looking into my heart Jesus, I'm coming back to the 
my elements for communion and we'll go do in a couple more songs but die's gonna read this go ahead die nope die might have had to step away or she's muted still <laughs> all right i'll go do i'll have her read the next one let me let me talk about this 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 is this is a beautiful it's probably the deepest worship song one of my favorites of just dwelling in this, the house of the Lord, right? It's just talking about nothing else. So I just want you, nothing else, Jesus. Nothing else will do. This whole day, obviously, is about Jesus. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. We love him because he first loved us. 1 John 4, Matthew 16 says, Then Jesus said, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. That's what we're to do. The second uh, verse in the song I just love says, I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. It reminds me of uh, the woman uh, with her hair and the perfume, anointing Jesus with the perfume for his death, right? But also, if you look at Deuteronomy, it says, All his saints are in your hand. They sit down at your feet. And Philippians 3.3 3 says, Rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. We can rejoice in what he did for us third verse talks about Jesus you don't owe me anything I just want you Romans 3 23 says for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God that's why he had came to earth and died for us as a final sacrifice 
because we all fall short. Deuteronomy says, you shall love the Lord with your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. And that's what we can do right now by just sitting at his feet and worshiping him. He loves us. His presence is here now. Let's just talk about Jesus and nothing else. I'm caught up in your presence I just want to sit here at your feet I'm caught up in this holy moment I never want to leave Oh for blessings Jesus you don't owe me anything more than anything that you can do I just want you I'm sorry when I've just gone through the motions, I'm sorry When I just sang another song Take me back to where we started I open up my heart to you I'm sorry and I've come with my agenda I'm sorry When I forgot you're enough Take me back to where we started I open up my heart to you I'm caught up in your presence Nothing else. 
coming back to where we started Coming back to where we started When I first felt your love You're all that matters, Jesus You're all that matters Coming back to what really matters Just your heart just want to bless your heart, Jesus I'm caught up in your presence I just want to sit here at your feet I'm caught up in this holy moment Never want to leave And oh, I'm not here for blessing Jesus, you don't owe me anything And more than anything Wow. I love that song. And what we're going to get into now is uh, Surrounded. We fight my battles. Go ahead, die. I'm going to go get the, the I'm going to back up here in a second. I'm going to go get the elements. And right after the song, we're going to do communion, okay? So, uh, but let's... Let's let's uh, have die read the surrounded fight my battles while I go get those. Be right back. This is how I fight my battles. So my weapons of praise and thanksgiving. He appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in holy attire, as they went before the army. And when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set an ambush against the men who had come against Judah, so that they were rooted. They all helped destroy one another. 2 Chronicles 20, 21-23 It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Do not be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, Behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire. 2 Kings, chapter 6, verses 16 to 17. There's a table that you've prepared for me in the presence of my enemies. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Psalm 23, verse 5. It's your body and your blood you shed for me. And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it. This is my body which is given for you. This cup is the new covenant in my blood which is shed for you. Luke 22 verses 19 to 20. All right, thank you so much. And right after this, we're going to do that. We're going to take the cup and we're going to take the bread. We're going to break it. But right now, let's just celebrate that we have somebody else that fights our battles. It's the Lord God Almighty. We might be surrounded. I know he does. There's a tale. 
Thanksgiving. Another just beautiful song. And so what I'm gonna do now is get into some communion and we'll play another song to, to wrap her up. Um, beautiful thing that Jesus did obviously with his disciples in the Last Supper. And he's told us to do this on a regular basis. So we do this every other Monday. But this Monday we're doing the Seder dinner so we'll, we'll do it today as well on Resurrection Sunday. So if you have just any type of liquid will work representing his blood a lot of people use grape juice or wine any type of cracker or, or bread that we can break together right uh, ideally you would do this in a setting with your family right or in a church setting obviously and we can do it remotely here too that's a beautiful thing so we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about this where Jesus said I am the bread of life all who come to me shall not hunger and all who believe in me shall not thirst. Just think about that. This is the everlasting Lord coming down here as uh, in flesh, dwelling among us. With Christians around the world and throughout the centuries, we gather around these symbols of bread and wine, simple elements that speak of nourishment and transformation. So let us pray. Loving God, we thank you that you are as close to us as breath that your love is constant and unfailing. We thank you for all that sustains life and especially for Jesus Christ who teaches us how to live out an ethic of justice and peace and for the promise of transformation made manifest in his life, death and resurrection. We ask you to bless this bread and this cup through this meal. Make us the body of Christ that we may join with you in promoting the well-being of creation. Amen. And um, it's important you only take communion if you really have accepted Jesus as your Savior. And so I'm going to take a little pause here and just ask you to do that. <laughs> and make sure your heart's right as well. You need to really, so even if you are already um, have Jesus as your Savior, to make sure that you get that, you've confessed that sin, right? Your heart's right before you take this. So um, you guys have seen this, the power, the resurrection power. And Romans 10, 9 is really clear and easy and simple. Accepting Christ is simple. 
maybe hard for you to do mentally, but it's very simple. But you've got to do it with all your heart, not just your mind, okay? Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus, that you confess with your mouth Jesus died on the cross and that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, right? That is a beautiful, beautiful verse. And then obviously Romans 3.23 already says that for all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. We sang that in one of the songs. So what do we need to do? We need to confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe that God raised him from the dead and then we'll be saved right out of Romans 10.9. But remember, demons know he's the son of God. You have to believe it in your heart. We've seen the empty tomb. We've talked about the empty tomb. We see that he, he showed himself to the 12. He showed himself to Peter Simon, right? He showed himself to many others. 500 people saw him as he was resurrected. So what do we do about it? We need to accept him as our savior. So just say this quick prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I'm a sinner. I repent of my sins. And I ask you to come into my life right now. Thank you, Lord. And forgive my sins. Thank you for the death on the cross where you died for my specific sins, for past, present, and future. But you're gonna wipe them as wo- uh, away just like as white as snow. It'll be like wool. Thank you for that. Be my savior, Lord. And I confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord. And that God raised him from the dead. Thank you for saving me in the mighty name of Jesus. And and those of you who've already accepted Jesus as your savior, uh, Lord, I just confess my sins. I'm gonna go to a moment of silence where we all can just confess and get our hearts right before we take communion here. Thank you, Lord, for getting our hearts right. Thank you for those who have joined us into the kingdom of God have just accepted you as their savior. Lord, we just thank you so much for that. We thank you that we can now celebrate communion, this, your blood and your, your the, the blood of, uh, that's represented by this cup and the bread represents your, your body being broken. And we remember on the night when Jesus and the disciples had their last meal together, Jesus took the bread and gave thanks. And he gave it to his disciples saying, this is my body, which is broken for you. Take it and eat it as often as you do. Remember me. Break your bread and take some together. the symbol of the broken bread, we participate in the life of Christ and dedicate ourselves to being his disciples. In the same way he took the cup. Never giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples. Saying, drink this, all of you. This is the cup of the new covenant poured out for you and for many. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Take the wine or the drink. In the symbol of the cup, we participate in the new life Christ brings. 
Let us pray. We give thanks, loving God, that you have refreshed us with your, your table, strengthen our faith, increase our love for one another as we have been fed by the seed that became grain and then became bread. May we go out into the world to plant seeds of justice, transformation, and hope. Thank you, Lord. Amen. With that, we're going to get into the final couple songs. And uh, I'm going to get into a song right now that is just talking about how great our God is. Just think about this. He came in flesh to see us, to save us, so our sins could be nailed to that cross. And so we can sing, how great is our God. There's none like you, O Lord. You are great, and your name is great in might. Jeremiah 10, 6. This talks about the beginning and the end. Remember, he it, it, in Revelation 21, it says, it's done. I'm the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. And many people didn't understand this when he first came, but he's the lion and the lamb. He came as a lamb at first, right? In uh, Revelation 5, 5 says, Weep no more, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah and the root of David has conquered. That's what we're about to see, I believe, where the lion of Judah comes down for justice like never before in this cabal. But he came here in John 1, 36, and he looked at Jesus, and he walked by and said, this is John the Baptist saying, Behold the Lamb of God. He's our, he's our Passover Lamb. He's the Lamb of God. And he's the name above all names. That's what I love about this, this Lord that we, we exalt. It says, Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. And that is Jesus. And that is what we're actually praising right now. That's why we did communion. That's why we have Resurrection Sunday. That's why we have Passover. Again, join us on Monday night with Amanda Grace as we do celebrate the Passover lamb. It's going to be a beautiful time. Go to backstage, blessedteach.com, and join us. As we now are going to sing about how great is our God. The splendor of a king Clothed in majesty all the earth rejoice, all the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in light, and darkness tries to hide. It trembles at his voice, trembles at his voice. How great!
Mm, I love that. I'm going to get into grades into gardens now. Just kind of end on a high note because it's so cool just to see what God does where he turns seas into highways. He turns bones into armies. He turns mourning into dancing, right? It starts out on the first part of this. this Lord, there is nothing better than you. You're the only one who can. Jesus is the only one who can. In Exodus, it says that you may know that there is no God like you. No one like the Lord our God. Philippians 3.8 says, I count everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus our Lord. That is so important. Why? What does Christ do to us? As we have this resurrected Christ in us, he turns mourning to dancing. He gives us beauty for ashes. Psalm 30.11 says, You have turned for me my mourning to dancing and to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. The Psalms and Isaiah. And we celebrated Ezekiel where he turns bones into armies, right? <laughs> so I prophesied and behold, a rattling and the bones came together and the bread came into them and they lived and stood on their feet an exceedingly great army. We we're talking about that. That is the resurrection power of Christ. And he turned seeds into highways. When Moses stretched out his hands and over the sea and the Lord and drove back the sea and the people of Israel went into the midst of that dry, on dry ground. And then what happened right before that we know was the Passover, right? That's why we're celebrating Monday night with Chris and Amanda Grace, right? We'll Gus, the Passover lamb with the Seder dinner. Join us. Go to backstage. Let's, let's celebrate right now. Graves the gardens. What God does for us, his resurrection power.
Give him praise, the resurrection Christ. Whoa. <laughs> I love that. And he is an awesome God. Uh, wow, we, we sing some great songs. You know, there's, we we're talking about just uh, nothing. I just remembered that song, that just, uh, just everything that we just went through here. We're just getting into the rolling of the stone away. You know, the cross is there, the empty grave. Wow, we're celebrating the empty grave today. I wanted to, to encourage you, remember that song also where we, we ended with uh, Shine Your Light. This is not about just uh, knowing Jesus. It's making sure he's our savior in our heart. It's also understanding that this resurrected Christ, this living Christ can lead us so we can shine our light, shine the light of Jesus through us. We're like a lamp, right? And he's the light. We talked about that in when it's talking about John as the Baptist, he was the lamp, right? And, and he was shining the light of Jesus. And that's what we need to do right now. And remember, we're going to see, you're going to see miracles. So we have the Holy Spirit fire coming through us. That's what this ministry is all about. And we'd love to have you join us. Join us for the Passover meal, uh, Seder dinner that we're going to be celebrating tomorrow night. Again, you can get your elements at amandagraceforhim.blogspot.com. Um, I'll try to remember to add it to this video, but I don't think I did it because I already put it out. So remember, I did that on a I did a little little eight minute video just uh, a couple days ago on uh, Wednesday night. I think it was Passover night. So uh, you can go get the the link there. But to join us on Zoom backstage. And again, it's pretty simple. You just have a Seder plate with eight thing, with six of things on them, right? So like you can use a chicken bone for the lamb shank and eat a horseradish and some uh, parsley and so you can make a little thing. And it's pretty simple. Would love to have you celebrate Passover dinner with us tomorrow night with Amanda Grace and Chris. We'll be backstage on Zoom. Now all you have to do is go to backstage.com. I'm sorry, blessedteach.com and go to the backstage tab. Blessedteach.com. And remember that blessed to teach has the number two in it. Bless with the number two, teach.com. Go over there now, get your free account set up um, because of the pay forward model. It's now completely free. We'd love to have you join us for Seder dinner tomorrow night and let, let alone praise and prayer every Monday and, uh, and uh, Thursday, except for this Monday, because this Monday we're doing the Seder dinner. And then word and worship every Friday and Sunday. With that, I'm going to ask the backstagers to, to just unmute and, uh, and tell everybody goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Everybody. Happy Resurrection Day and Shalom Shalom. Shalom Shalom. Happy Resurrection Day. Yes. God bless you guys. All right. Hey, with that, we love you all. And we'll we'll take you next word worship will be Friday. And join us next Sunday as well, Sunday morning at 10 a.m. CST, Friday, 5 p.m. CST, and then after each show, we will be doing Monday, Thursday, Word and Worship. Plus, you can inter be interviewing and be part of the Q&A with the, with the Patriots on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. God bless you guys. We'll talk to you next time. God bless you, Rick.